Hi everyone, welcome to the Infrastructure Network. My name is Chad Smeltzer, I'm your host. Today we have a special event where we're gonna to talk to the village of Lombard, Illinois about how they utilize the SL RAP technology to prioritize their sewer operation and maintenance. Brian Jack has been in the industry a long time, I think over 17 years. He's active in AWWA, no water, no hockey. He is a great utility superintendent and his guys love him. I've spent a lot of time with them over the years. And today we're going to hear from Charlie Rotman, who is the representative at SL RAT, who has worked with the city of Lombard to help um, implement this program and, and keep it going. They've been very successful in the village of Lombard by using this technology, and I wanted to share this event with you guys. So hope you enjoy it. Thank you very much for watching. Have a great day. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Infrastructure Network. My name is Chad Smeltzer. I am your host. Today we have a special meeting where we're talking to Brian Jack, who's the utility superintendent for the city of Lombard, Illinois, and Charlie Rotman, who is a Midwest account manager for InfoSense. And we're going to be talking about sewer optimization and how Lombard is utilizing the technology like SLRAT to prioritize their sewer systems. And Brian, let's do an introduction, man. How long have you been in the industry and, and what are you what are you doing these days? So yeah, well, thanks, Chad, for uh, for having me on on here today. I'm looking forward to our conversation. But um, yeah, so I started with the Village Lombard back in 1997. So this is my 26th year. Wow. I'm um, working. I kind of done a little bit of everything. I started off my career in the street department, moved over to uh, utilities back in the early 2000s um, with uh, another village. I worked for the Village of Oak Park for 10 years as well, too. So. Um, so, yeah, so I've been doing uh, water and sewer for, for quite a while now. Um, I've also been very involved with the Illinois section of AWWA. I'm the past chair this year, uh, part of a number of different committees uh, with the Illinois section. So pretty involved in the industry, for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. You have been. I know that uh, you do the no hockey, no water, no water, no hockey. Yeah, no water, no hockey. Yeah. 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 Love it. Love it, man. How's yeah. that been going? Uh, it's it's going good. You know, we got a – we got – our uh, rear ends handed to us up in Canada at Ace this past <laughs> by those Canadians, but uh, they're they're a great group of guys. They uh, um, really good hockey players for sure, you know. I but bet. yeah, great group of guys. They took care of us all week, so it was a wonderful experience for sure. They like live and breathe hockey up there, man. I, oh yeah, <laughs> you're you're running into dangerous territory when you go up there. I'm sure. Yeah, they were all like six foot five, and you know oh. they were they're yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> it was fun though. I bet. I bet. Well, Charlie, uh, you know, give an introduction for yourself and what you've been doing. Yeah. So I'm uh, Charlie Rotman. Appreciate appreciate the opportunity, uh, Chad, for this uh, this meeting, this conversation. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'm with uh, InfoSense, uh, Midwest Market Manager, covering the whole Midwest for us. Uh, I've been doing this for about a little over three years. Um, so also first time in the industry for those those three years. So. Uh, uh, I was an engineer for a uh, manufacturer before that, uh, but uh, yeah, excited to be here. Um, always learning, always learning more and more in this industry, and uh, it's exciting. A lot of great stuff coming up. You know what I love about you, Charlie, is you're willing to get uncomfortable, man, and get on these episodes <laughs> and have these conversations. This is like our, what, fifth one or fourth one or something like yeah. that? You know, it, it takes a lot to to get out there and just start talking like this on camera and stuff and, you know, putting yeah. it out there. It is. You're doing great, by the way. I well, just, thank you. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of people in this industry that have been doing it for a very long time. 
and uh, any opportunity to learn from them is is worth it. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah, man, you're doing a great job. So one thing I, I've, I've worked with Lombard before in the past and Brian and I have worked uh, together, you know, years ago. It's It seems like it was just yesterday, but it, it's years ago now, like 2017, yeah. 2018, something like that. And uh, one thing that we wanted to do in Lombard is start to figure out how to prioritize the sewer system, you know, optimize it, figure out where all these blockages could occur when they might occur and try and predict how we can better uh, optimize the maintenance of, of the sewer system. So, Brian, one of the things that uh, you've been really passionate about is is bringing technology ideas. You have a very open minded concept of like what you want to do with the sewer systems, but you know, kind of starting off, what's the history of like your sewers and 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 what's the size and and how do you how were you maintaining the sewers previously, and then what are you kind of doing now? Yeah, so we have about 140 miles of uh, sewers in town. Uh, we're probably about 40, 35, 40 percent combined sewer, then the rest is separated sewer, storm and sanitary. Um, so historically, our just basically traditional maintenance programs where we would uh, just basically sewer jet our entire town over a three or four year time frame. Um, we were a lot, a lot of doing a lot of reactive um, repairs. You know, when things happen, we go out and fix them, probably like a lot of other communities do. Uh, we had a, a televising program where we tried to do the whole town within like a 10 to 15 year time period. Um, but, you know, doing closer CCD TV is, uh, you know, can get pretty expensive. Uh, you know, we have uh, sewer, sanitary sewers from, you know, eight inch up to, uh, well, we our our large largest diameter sewer is a hundred hundred eight inch uh, sewer. So I mean, we have a pretty wide range of of sewers in town. Um, you know, as far as sizes, and they're anywhere PVC to to um, to citrified clay, you know, pipe. So uh, most of our storm sewer is uh, RCP pipe. So um, but yeah, so we're just doing basically traditional, you know, sewer cleaning and televising, and you know, repairs as they come. You know, so. Um, but that's, that's kind of the history of it. Yeah. You've, um, you've, you've always been, and you had like two vector trucks and you have a, a couple crews, right? You have a lot of guys out there. Uh, yeah. Our, system. our underground guys, we have a, um, we have 14 guys with two crew leaders and a supervisor. So we have a pretty, pretty good size, um, uh, utilities department. Uh, we're, uh, our town, we're about 44,000 people, you know, suburb of Chicago here. Uh, people don't know where who we are, where we're at. Um, like I said, about 140 miles of sewer sewer mains, 184 miles of water mains. So we're mid-sized town, so we got a pretty good-sized crew. Yeah, uh, yeah. We were lucky enough to to have two two uh, vector combination uh, trucks. So nice. Um, we do a lot of hydro excavation, a lot of a lot of maintenance. So, and I would imagine a lot of that's water side too that you have to handle water main breaks, things like that. So it's oh, not yeah. just for sewer; <laughs> it's, it's not just water yeah, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, we do storm, yeah, storm, sanitary, and water. So yeah. it's uh, it's quite a bit. That is a lot. If you start adding up all that pipe and uh, storm and sewer, sanitary, you know, and, and water main, it's a lot. Yeah. So, Charlie, going to you, uh, you know, kind of when you approach a city and you look at kind of what Brian was talking about, his what he's done historically with CCTV and just jetting. How do you approach cities? These you know, with with your um, your I, you know, SL rat, uh, technology. Yeah, no, great question. It's, 
most cities that we do end up working with are similar to what to what Brian's explaining, where it's they're going out, they're jetting their lines on a, some sort of schedule and televising as well. And while this, the SLRAD is a great tool, it certainly doesn't replace those activities, right? And I like to start there with the city. Um, this doesn't replace your camera work, doesn't replace your cleaning. Um, just try to help them uh, see a different way of approaching it where there are prioritizing those resources to where they're needed the most is really the goal of the SLRAD. It's not, it's not going to cure everything. It's not a one shop shop for all of your needs, right? It's just a way to help prioritize those really valuable resources. You know, uh, Brian said that they were fortunate enough to have two actors. That's, that is great. Maybe let's extend the life of those a little bit by using them really only where they're needed to be used, right? So it's prioritizing those expensive, valuable resources, the time, those those crew hours, um, and using them where they're needed the most is really where the conversation starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah good points. And, and that's one thing I've realized, you know, being a part of the sales process myself with different collection system is how do we how do we make it more efficient? You know, how can we, you know, find those blockages potentially before it does spill into a waterway or someone's basement and things like that. So, so having different types of technology, not only the SL wrap, but there's many others out there that could potentially be used as a, a solution to, to finding these problems prior to that. But economically it makes sense like the SL rat has been one of those quick uh, evaluation tools that you can use, but Brian, when you when you started this program using the SL Rat as a as a tool for for your program, how did you consider it for implementation? So basically, back in what was it 20, 2016 or twenty seventeen, we did a pilot program. Uh, it was about fifty thousand linear feet of sewer, just to kind of test it out to kind of see what the technology was. And it was it was relatively new back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then after seeing the results of of um, what the the survey did for us, you know, we took, you know, that when the when the guys were out there doing the um, the first initial pilot program, they would let us know when they saw like a full blockage or something close to a full block full blockage, and we would dispatch our guys out there with and uh, and to jet that line real quick and and verify that there was a blockage there. And part of the pilot was we would go and clean that, then they would reshoot that segment, and then it showed that the blockage was gone and got a much higher score. So uh, we knew it was going to be valuable by doing that. So once we saw the results of the pilot program, we we um, broke the town up between two years and did our entire system to get a baseline. So once once we did the baseline, we kind of developed our uh, maintenance programs around that by breaking it up into um, three different segments. So, you know, one being uh, a score of zero to, you know, zero to three, being the worst, and then uh, four to six, and then seven to 10, we broke it up in those three segments and concentrated on the worst scores first, as far as going out, jetting them, then televising those. Um, and then, you know, the next next round of televising, we would do the four to sixes, and then we kind of left the seven to tens alone. Um, and then we decided that after, um, you know, the, the five-year mark, which we started this year, we're redoing the entire town again um, to kind of see where, where we're at after all the work that we've done with the televising and then making any repairs that we needed that we found in the televising in those low score areas um, to see, you know, what, what the scores um, came back back at again, that, you know, hopefully everything that we did has a higher score now, you know, and hopefully the, the seven to 10 range that, you know, were, was good, good ratings back the first time we did are still in those 
um, seven to 10 range. But if not, if they move down, then we know that we got to do some more work out there. So um, it really helped make our, our operations more efficient because we would, we kind of tailored our sewer jetting program around what the scores were. Cause if you have a, a segment that basically was, you know, a 79 or 10 with very little blockage, we would still go spot check some of those, but we wouldn't spend a lot of time on them because we knew that there wasn't that much of a blockage. So it's, so we would concentrate our efforts on lower scores and we, we seem to really have had some good luck with it. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. That's a, that's, really a, a way someone should develop a program just like that to separate the town and get these uh, uh, pipes, different uh, segments of it and, and keep data, you know, scoring because you'll be able to trend what's happening in the sewer pipe really at uh, using right. the, the scoring system right. that SLRAP provides. But uh, that's not everything's as good as it seems, Charlie, you know, everything is always a little unique. And when it comes to the scoring, yeah. so tell us some more about the technology and how it can be, the scoring can look different maybe than what you're finding with CCTV. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's not always, not everything's always perfect. Right. No and and I'm sure Brian maybe has come across these. Um, there could be like uh, pipe sacks, right? Pipe sacks is a really common one. Uh, almost every city we work with has a bit of a spike at zero versus ones, twos and threes. Right. Um, and a lot of the time, we're going to say a lot of the time, but some of the time, those aren't really blockages. They're, they're pipe sags or bellies, and the water's kind of stuck in there. And we have cities come out if they don't know ahead of time that, hey, this pipe was clean and we got a zero. This thing doesn't work, right? You know, And um, usually they've been warned ahead of time it's probably a pipe sag or a belly. And sure enough, they look at it with the camera, and that's what they found. So there's value in knowing where those pipe sags and bellies are. Um, but it is not really a, a blockage that's causing a risk of a backup or an overflow, right? So that's always something that comes up. Um, mm -hmm. Other instances are light roots in a pipe, you know, roots that haven't really collected anything on them yet. Um, they may look nasty on a camera, but they're not at a risk for a backup or an overflow yet, right? So the score may be a five or a six, right? Or even a seven. Uh, come back in a year, come back in two years, and now those roots have collected all those flushable wipes that we all love. Um, and this, and the score does decrease. So there are limitations to the technology, right? Uh, I always like to think that the, or the, the SL route will work in probably about 95% of your system. There's going to be those 5% of your pipes where this maybe, maybe isn't the right tool. Spot on. Yeah. That's a great way to answer that one. And, and Brian, I want to go back to you on that one because I'm sure you get flack from maybe the maintenance guys and, you know, they go out and they pop the camera <laughs> and they're like, this thing is a block. What the, you know, can you elaborate maybe on some of your experiences with that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it kind of, you know, echoing some of the, um, what Charlie was saying about the pipe sags. Um, we, we've had, I mean, we're lucky that we have a, a good, a good number as far as, as far as staff to, to get out there. And we had a, a, you know, pretty good jetting program. Uh, so we, we pretty much know where our, our major sags in town are. So when we would come across a score like that, we, you know, most of the guys would know it's okay. Well, all right, we know this block, there's a sag there. So um, we know it's okay. But the the important thing is that that we knew that it wasn't going to be, you know, a hundred percent accurate on, on everything, you know, that's just the nature of the, of the beast. And, and so, you know, the, it's important to go back and kind of, like I said earlier, kind of spot checking um, areas um, just to kind of see what, 
you know, what the score gives you from the SLRAT and then what in, in real life where it is. I mean, we're, we're lucky enough to have a crawler camera um, so we can uh, we can do some quick spot checks to see. Um, and, you know, so that that's important. I mean, it, the more the more knowledge you have of your system before you do something like like this type of technology, the better off you are because you have some historical knowledge out there. You know, if you you know, unfortunately, if you don't have like a really a lot of history of, of work and um, and, and data before you do it, you, you're kind of stuck and you have to kind of go back and really take a look, a lot of look at stuff. So it's going to be a little more labor intensive, but, but once you have that baseline, then, then, you know, you know, yeah. it, it makes it a lot better. Yeah. yeah. And another thing to add to that is, is just what, what Brian was saying was they had a really a strong plan in place for implementation, right? So that's so important when you start using this technology is what are you going to do with the scores when you get them? And what kind of frequency of inspection and cleaning and cameras, whatever whatever resources you want to use, having that plan in place um, is so important. Otherwise, you get all these SLRAT scores and, okay, now what? Now what do we do, right? It's, yeah. it's like having all this data and no plan. Data is great, but having those action plan to follow up on it is so critical to success with, uh, with this tool, really with any tool you have, um, but especially with something that's collecting so much data like this. Yeah. And it's so true. It's, it, it can really entrench you with data that you can't filter through fast enough. And then, you know, where do you start? Yeah. Like I got all this. I think that's when Brian and I started working on the program years ago. It was like that. It was like 75,000 feet. And then we got all this data. It's like, okay, well, what do we start doing? You know, that kind of stuff. It was, it was really, uh, it was a good experience to learn from. I think we learned a lot from it, but you know, one of the positive things is you, you didn't give up, Brian. You, you were like, okay, well, we know we have all this information. Now we have to figure out how to optimize it and use it. And you guys have always done a great job at, at, at figuring things out there in Lombard. So kudos to you and your team for doing that stuff. Yeah. And, and we continue to expand um, because we, a handful of years ago, we, we got an asset management program. Um, so we, we incorporate all the SRS scores in our asset management program. And we can create layers of you know, even go down to like the different scores that if we, you know, if we need to jet them more regularly, if they're, uh, um, before we can get out there and televise it and, and you know, if there's a SAG, if we got to fix a SAG or some kind of failure, we can, we can create layers. I mean, we've, we're creating a, a SAG layer that, you know, we'll go out there and, 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 uh, jet more regularly just to make sure that there's nothing collected there. You know, if, um, you know, in, in one part of town, we have a, um, it's a, 15 inch uh, diameter sewer that we know there's a sag in there and we know there's always problems, but the, the cost to repair it is, mm. you know, a little, a little out of reach right now. So, mm. <laughs> you know, so now we have, we build a maintenance program, you know, in the, in the our sag layer to get out there and clean it more regularly. So we, we're not going to have any issues. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's uh, incorporating it with our asset management program has been a huge help as well, too. So, yeah, we're, like I said, we're, we're constantly evolving our, our technology and different programs that, um, cause you know, it, it the da days of all this data coming in, it's like, if you can't, if you don't have anything to do with all this data, then, you know, why have it, you know? It's, yeah. Good point. So Charlie, how does the system, the SO RAT technology, how does it adopt to these asset management tools? Yeah, so the SLRAT obviously has its own its own software that comes with it, the SL Dog, the data organizer. But really, the goal of that technology 
is to get the data into the city's asset management program or GIS program, whatever they're using. Uh, because, you know, we've heard from operators and communities that they want all their data in one place, right? They don't want to have to come to our portal to get their SLRAT data. They want it all where all their other information is, right? So that's really the goal of the software is to get it into the, the, right, um, the right software for the city, right? And usually that's their data asset management program or their GIS, right? So um, try to make it as easy as possible for communities to integrate that, that information. Yeah. Brian, have you noticed any like cost reduction or any benefits uh, on that as far as, you know, maintenance? Have you done any like ROI with the, the information? Well, yeah, I mean, we've, I haven't done like an official ROI on it, but I, yeah. I know that we, we become much more efficient um, as far as, you know, targeting dollars. So it makes it a lot easier to justify even increasing budgets to, to do more televising. You know, this having the data behind it really, really helps justify spending, you know, capital dollars on things. Um, and it's it's made us more, like I said, more efficient operationally, you know, just by being able to focus on where we're going to go jetting and not just, you know, blindly just jetting the whole town every three years, just because that's the way we've done it for the past 50 years. You know, it's, you know, focusing it a little bit more, it, it frees up time for us to do other other um, other projects and do more, more work. Yeah, you know, that's so. good. When you say that's the way we've always done it, we don't want to stick to that. I've Which heard. isn't always bad, but you know, it's <laughs> right. like you know, there's yeah. a lot of good things that have been been happening for a lot of years. But yeah. you know, it's uh, doing the same things that we've done for a long time, but just in a more efficient, focused manner, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Charlie, can you speak to like the ROI that you're getting? Uh, nowadays uh, from the cities you're working with? Is there any kind of calculations that you've been putting together? Uh, I can't really speak to like numbers. Um, it's different every city and what yeah. the program looks like, right? So uh, typically cities are reducing the amount of footage of pipe that they're cleaning by about 50% or more, um, which, you know, it can cost a dollar fifty to clean a foot of pipe, right? So or depending on where you are, or those more. numbers fluctuate. <laughs> yeah, or a lot more, right? Wow, but yeah. Um, so typically you can start looking at it that way. You can look at it a, a man hours. You know, I've had cities that they took the amount of time and money they were saving by jetting less footage and poured it right into a lining program, right? And they maybe they had a 30 year lining program and they were able to reduce that down to 10 years. Right, which is which is one example I can think of off the top of my head, uh, where they're able to pour those resources back into the into the system to make it more efficient uh, in the future. So it really depends on how how much a city is using their SLRAT, what kind of program they're doing, um, to start talking numbers like that. Yeah, I got a question for you. When cities are basically saying, uh, I've heard this, and you know, we don't want to use this in the old pipe or downtown pipes. It's better to be used in the new new pipes the technology what do you say to that stuff um there's some truth to that right because I, i've heard recently i was just doing a uh city starting their program up now and they're they're planning on using the sl wrap primarily in their pvc pipes because when they flush those lines and jet them they they sometimes have issues going into people's uh laterals and blowing up their toilets so that's not fun right um, and typically, maybe those pipes are newer and in better condition, so they don't want to use their cleaning resources on those on those PVC pipes, right? Right. So there's some value in that, some truth to that. 
but it also there's a lot of good older clay pipes that are in great shape and they don't need jetting either so inspect them first takes about a minute and a half and and then maybe, maybe they don't have to use those resources there either so there is value using it in your entire system uh, but again it goes to how much time do you have to use the SLRAT what are your resources uh, and what kind of program you want to put in place but there's there's value in using it everywhere and value in using it just just those few spots as well got it uh, uh, Brian what's the experience been like working with the infosense service team oh it's, it's been great um, the this year working with them uh, there's uh, constant communication with us you know we've they offer to give us daily reports on stuff they've done. You know, we opted to go with a, just like a weekly recap, you know, of it. So, um, you know, just because things can get a little yeah. a little crazy with, you know, emails every day. But um, but no, they've they've been great to work with. Um, you know, the the guys that are doing the work here in town have been have been super super helpful with us. Um, you know, we've helped them out when they you know they can't find a manhole or can't get one open. Uh, we'll go out there and and, uh, and, and help them out, uh, but yeah, no, it's been great. I mean, the the communication back and forth from from the very get go till till now is has been uh, been really good. So that's good to hear. Yeah, awesome. we appreciate we appreciate that. I can't take any of the credit for any of that, by the <laughs> way. But but we appreciate it. I got to shout out Heather and our and our crew, Dennis and Andal. So thank you, appreciate that. Yeah, and everything they've uh, that they've given us has been very detailed. So, um, you know, the the areas that have been done, you know, we get screenshots of, of areas, and you know, any uh, any really low scores that come up, uh, they let us know right away, and we go out and kind of take care of it. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of really good data going back and forth. So. That's great. Uh, Charlie, if there's something that uh, you wanted to kind of get out there for other cities to learn from, what would that be? Uh, just the, the, the SLRAT tool is, it's helpful for prioritizing resources. I think we've talked about this, but the big thing, especially with the service aspect of it, um, a lot of cities are struggling with staffing issues, especially since COVID and it hasn't really seemed to get much better. I still hear people struggling to hire people and find the right guy for the job. Um, so the SLRAT can be something that we know we're not going to help you hire someone, but it can help you prioritize your resources so you can get uh, as much done as you would like um, and uh, help prioritize those more expensive resources and allocate your, your man hours, your resources more efficiently. So um, having someone come in and collect the data for you uh, has a lot of value in it. Awesome. Brian, what's the future look like for Lombard and your utilities department? Well, I mean, it's ever, ever evolving. You know, that, that's, that's for sure. You know, we've, uh, yeah, we're always looking for, for different, different technologies to, for making things easier for us to do our jobs. Uh, just like Charlie was saying, I mean, it's, you know, we're, we're always asked to do more than, uh, with less, you know, so this, this type of technology really helps us maximize the dollars that we have. Um, you know, we, we were kind of kicking around maybe buying the, the equipment to do the SLRAT stuff ourselves, but um, it's, uh, you know, for us, I, I, it's easier just to have someone come in and do it, you know, for the, the, the cost, um, that it, it comes in, it, it's, it's extremely, uh, reasonable. And for the amount of data that you get, you know, for, to be able to baseline your whole town, you know, and, 
just to get a starting point on where to build your your uh, your maintenance programs. I mean, it's 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 huge. Yeah, you know, for for a mid-sized town like the, us, you know, the the cost wasn't very big. I mean, we we broke our town up into two years to do it, just to make it a little bit more manageable. But we could have done it all in one year if we if we really need to needed to. So, you know, the cost is very reasonable for the amount of data that you get, um, and it is valuable. You know, we we really. Um, we're able to focus our, our other resources after we got the, the baseline in. So, well, you've been a great leader, Brian. Uh, from what I've known, you uh, you know over the last ten years or so, you know you've you've done a great job there in Lombard, guiding your your team and, and making good decisions on how you're going to optimize the sewer systems. And you're always looking for new opportunities. So, thank you for being sure. a great leader. You know, just in general, well, it's, it's good. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it's awesome. And thank uh, you as well. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you, Brian and, and Sean. You guys have been great to work with. I know Sean's not here, but both of you have been uh, easy to work with. This project has gone very smoothly for us. They're not all, they're not all smooth, but uh, you guys have been great to work with. So appreciate that. Sorry, yeah. Man. So, well, guys, I truly <laughs> thank you both. And uh, sounds like Brian's got to get going. But uh, we, uh, we I, I thank you both for joining me, man. This has been a great experience just hearing both sides of what's happening out there and, and the technologies that we're using. And if anything else comes up, you guys think of anything and we want to jump on another one, let me know. And um, yeah, I'd be happy to facilitate that and, and talk some more. Well, thank you, Chad. Appreciate it. Right, yeah, thanks, it. Chad. And, and uh, one one last thought: if if anybody has any questions or want to chat about the SLRED program, what we've done, you know, chat, feel free to put my contact info out on this, and you know, people can contact me directly and be happy to chat with them um, about sewers, water, hockey, whatever. <laughs> I love it, love it. So yeah, <laughs> we're gonna need your cell phone number, so we'll post that right now. Uh, <laughs> what, is, what is your email? How do you want people to actually connect with you if you do if they do? Yeah, easiest is through my email. So my email is uh, jackb at villagelombard.org. So my last name, first initial, at villagelombard.org. Love it. The, and and Charlie, how can they get a hold of you? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Uh, yeah, email works as well. C R O T M A N at infosense.com. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much again for joining me and truly appreciate it with your time and stuff. Yeah, anytime. Thank you. Appreciate it.